This is the Beer We Go podcast. I'm your host, John Williams. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the industry that was eliminated and recreated by two constitutional amendments, exploring how Louisiana regulations on the beverage alcohol industry benefit consumers from public safety to consumer choice. Today, we'll explore the world of regulating the beverage alcohol industry in Louisiana. We will be visiting with ATC Commissioner Juana Lombard. But before we start, I'd like to share a little clip with you from the Today Show that deals with alcohol delivery and the potential dangers of delivery to minors. This is really timely. Prom and graduation season is underway already. And so many high schoolers, even middle schoolers, are out there celebrating and they're getting their hands on alcohol. Police are trying to stop this. They're even going into schools now, including this week, trying to scare the kids straight. So how are these kids getting the alcohol in the first place? This morning, every parent needs to see our undercover hidden camera investigation. Think your kids can't get alcohol? Think again. A recent study finding 53% of 8th graders say it's fairly easy or very easy to get alcohol. Same with 71% of 10th graders. And there are serious consequences. Over 180,000 underage drinkers sent to the ER in one year alone. Experts say the rise in liquor store deliveries can make it easy for your kids. The stores say they check ID at your door, but do they really? Whereabouts? to see. We've rented this home in suburban Connecticut and we've wired the entire front entrance with hidden cameras. We called a bunch of local stores and we've ordered beer and wine and liquor to be delivered here. But when it comes, we're not coming to the door. Allie is. Hey, Allie. Hi. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 13. You're 13 years old. So yep. you're in um, eighth, you're in eighth grade. Yes. Okay. So you're going to take these deliveries and see if they'll give you alcohol. Yep. First up, this delivery man carrying a giant box of alcohol. Hi. Hi. Good news. He won't give her the booze without ID. In fact, a few of them don't. You're old enough, right? Um, I'm 13. I can't give you this. Okay. You're 13 years old. Encouraging, but then... Here he comes. A new delivery man shows up. Hi. Yeah, wine delivery. Thank you. All right, thanks. Incredible. In just seconds, Allie gets an entire box of alcohol. No questions asked. Just handed it right over. Well, you have a whole yeah. box of booze here. Yeah. Let me see what he gave you here. I mean, bottles and bottles of wine. Booze, right here. That's crazy. But it's this last delivery that really surprises us. Hi. Thank you. I don't have one. Okay, no problem. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. That's right. He does ask for ID, but doesn't care when Allie doesn't have it. It looks like he gave me wine. I think he gave me Patron. I don't know. He gave you champagne and tequila. What do you make of this? Well, I think it's crazy. If kids my age are receiving alcohol and they're clearly clearly underage, then who else is drinking this? Who's underage drinking? We showed our results to MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. This is an absolute wake-up call for parents. And those that are serving alcohol should obey the law and absolutely should be doing everything they can to make sure those that they are serving are the age of 21. At the end of the day, 13-year-old Allie 
easily getting her hands on seven bottles of booze, from wine to champagne, even tequila. I'm in shock. I really am. She's going to high school next year, and it's another thing I have to worry about. It's very scary. That was a clip from the Today Show, dealing with alcohol delivery. Coming up, we have the ATC commissioner from here in Louisiana, enforcing regulations, challenges in regulating, and what it means to you. Coming right up on Beer We Go. Thank you for joining us today. We're here with Commissioner Juana Lombard on Beer We Go. I'm your host, John Williams. Uh, Commissioner, thanks for being here and, and coming by to visit with us and talking a little bit about the agency and things going on in Louisiana. Well, thanks for inviting me. It's my pleasure to be here. Commissioner, you were appointed by uh, Governor Edwards. Uh, and we're coming up on two years now as you're serving yes. as Commissioner of uh, Alcohol and Tobacco Control here in the state. And just a, a general overview. I, give us a little background on, on, on your history and uh, your experience. And I know you've served in other capacities uh, in the industry itself, but maybe give us a little bit of background on that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I actually was an attorney, trial attorney for a good while. And I served for four years on the New Orleans ABO, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, Shreveport, and a few other cities around the state have their own independent alcohol beverage control board. And I was actually the chair of the New Orleans Alcohol Beverage Control Board. I was also a magistrate, a criminal magistrate judge for five and a half years. I left that job when I took this appointment. So I come in with a kind of unique mix from criminal law and alcohol regulation. Which is really interesting, and I tell you, it's anytime a new governor comes in or there is a, is, there's going to be a new appointment to uh, the Commissioner of Alcohol, Tobacco Control, it's not like there's a huge pool to pull from. It's very difficult to find somebody with the experience like you have to be able to serve as magistrate judge, but also serve at, on the ABO board in Orleans, and Orleans being the, the, the largest presence as far as definitely with the retailer presence and, and now with even supplier presence uh, in the state. So uh, you, you, it's, you're very qualified for that and, and you're doing a great job. Hey, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. What I mean, you went from New Orleans to the entire state of Louisiana. Correct. There's all different, different <clears throat> types of venues out there and uh, retailers, suppliers, uh, wholesalers. Uh, what's it like trying to be able to put your arms all the way around uh, regulating that many different uh, industry members and, and, trying, and trying to do it consistently all the way around the state and, and, and stay focused on making sure they're all following the same rules? Well, it's an ongoing challenge, obviously. <laughs> I do joke. It's not yeah. boring. I must honestly say no two days are ever the same. Right. Uh, consistency for me is a big thing. But it's a lot easier said than done um, for various reasons. One being just what you said all over the state. So you have different jurisdictions. You have different issues that arise in each jurisdiction. For example, in New Orleans, a lot of my focus has to be based on strip clubs and bars and underage drinking and overconsumption. Sure. Because people party so hard there, we have to deal with the, you know, trying to educate the retailers to not serve people who are clearly sure. already drunk. Whereas in, say, Shreveport, we're more focused strictly on underage drinking and though on following the regulations because um, all three of the last commissioners have been either from New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, 
we are so far away. We don't, the commissioner as a rule doesn't get up north that much. Right. So you tend to find someone start to break a rule and it goes unnoticed for so long by the time you try to rein it in, it's like, but I've been doing this for five years, you know, right. kind of thing. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, we've, yeah, we've seen that before in the industry. Yeah, and sure. they just do different things. They have barns up there. Right. We don't have barns in South Louisiana. In barns, you mean? So for those who don't know, because I didn't know until I came in, and it was one of my interesting surprises. So in Shreveport, they have package stores. They're, they're, they meet all the qualifications and size of a package mm-hmm. store. But they're built in an old in old barns, and so you drive in, and then you get your stuff, and you drive back out. It's not really a drive-through per se, because it's not a window. It's the barn. You can get in there and look at everything in the package store and make your order, and then you. But you drive literally drive out. from one side of the barn through the Correct. other side of the barn, so it's Correct. a drive-through barn. It's a drive-through. Barn. <laughs> so that's that's something you don't see down here in, in South Louisiana for sure. You do not. I had never seen one before, but it is an interesting concept, and I must give them this though. They are very, they're very tight. Their people are there checking IDs. You know, they follow the rules in their barns. It just was an interesting concept to me. The rules of the barn in North Louisiana, right? <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah, we do see it. It is, it is different in a lot of parts of the state. And there's a lot of moving parts. I mean, there's there's three different tiers that you op- that, that you regulate Correct. that are operating in the state and even out of the state that, that come into the state. In other words, suppliers from outside the state that ship directly to uh, wholesalers in, in Louisiana. Um, Correct. And then we have people who ship direct to consumer under the the direct shipping law. And we have manufacturers that ship direct to wholesalers. And then we have manufacturers within the state. And then we have the wholesaler tier. It it is a lot. And each tier has different rules. Right. And you play a major part of the tax collection component. Your your agency falls under the Department of Revenue. Um, similar to the at the federal level, the TTB falls under the the Treasury, the United States Treasury, for the purposes Correct. of collection of excise taxes at the either at the federal level or at the state level, right? Correct. So you work closely with the Secretary of Department of Revenue with respect to tax collections as well. I do. So, Commissioner, let me let me just ask you. Uh, you know, there's been uh, a lot of talk about. Um, uh, underage drinking and and we're all, the industry is always trying to launch programs and campaigns to combat underage drinking in in uh, in, in the state. Um, what are some of the things that you all do as an agency? I know you have uh, responsible vendor programs that are education. Can you can you elaborate a little bit on on those programs? Well, right now I'm trying to attack it from three different levels. Um, we have the responsible vendor program, which is a uh, a program in Louisiana, so in Louisiana, anyone who sells or serves alcohol is respi- required to have a responsible vendor card, which means they go through a program that kind of trains them what to look for. They have to be certified in order to sell. And we right. really hold the establishments to that. In fact, I even hold the big special events to that. The big, big ones, especially the ones that have had problems in the past, you know, they have to be RV certified. They're volunteers even sometimes. Um, we try to encourage them. And, and some of the big ones have come along because they see if they get all these fines, it's just worth it to get the people RV certified in advance. So like Jazz Fest, French Quarter Fest, even volunteers, they RV, they get them certified beforehand, um, which I think helps because if you've never been trained, 
anything. You know, you don't always know what to look for. You sure. think it's common sense, look at the ID. But then you start getting IDs from out of state or you start getting IDs that are vertical and then some are horizontal. So that's one aspect. We're trying to do the beforehand preventative measure. Um, ATC actually has an education program. Um, a lot of schools don't know about it, but I'm starting to push it more and more because I think it's important. It's, it's geared toward preteens and teens where we go into schools and we do a, a presentation on the dangers of alcohol and tobacco use and underage drinking and smoking not just the drinking and driving but the damage to your brain to your right. lungs and now we're adding a vape component because we're starting to see so many issues with teens vaping and it, really? the chemicals um, so that's one aspect and then again we are, and then of course we do enforcement and you know I've had some controversial issues with going into bars and having to shut down some popular bars because they, they weren't doing their own enforcement so I had to kind of do it for them and you, you've been traveling the state you know I, I know that I you do everything you can to make it all the way around the state and every market to make yourself available to meet with as many industry members as you possibly can I, I mean I know that recently you were uh, in Shreveport um, and in Lafayette, meeting with retailers to discuss issues as school is starting and, and, and the universities are going back in to make sure that everybody has a clear understanding that there will be a presence out there of regulators. So, I mean, what kind of response are you getting from the retailers as you show up to these markets to meet with them? Well, I got a really great response in Shreveport because of my, uh, my trip was twofold. We have now opened, we had no office in North Louisiana. And one of the complaints I would hear was, you know, people from Monroe and Shreveport had to come all the way to Baton Rouge. Right, drive all the way down. Right. So we have actually opened a satellite office in Shreveport. We have not gotten the chance to get it up to where we're open five days a week, but right now we're open two to three days. So I was there to unveil and unroll, you know, open that office, which obviously made the retailers happy. And my meeting in Shreveport was more of an informational meeting, just kind of let's talk about some of the issues I'm seeing right. and how I want you guys to address it. Ask me any questions you have. We can talk about what you can and can't do. I think it went over really well. It wasn't as big as the meeting that I had had in Monroe, but I think it was partially because we planned the meeting in Monroe much further in advance and right. the emails got out. But I had an, a good attendance, and I think, you know, from the response I got, a lot of them said, well, you answered a lot of our questions. Now, the meeting in Lafayette was to do that, but also to address the issues that I have with the bars surrounding universities that cater to university crowds. So we were talking more about checking IDs and, and lines and, and sure. making sure you're banding your kids and you got somebody walking around the bar to make sure that the underage aren't drinking. And I do plan to have that same similar meeting with Tigertown and, and Uptown New Orleans uh, bars as well. Because as Good. you know, I had to suspend a bar in Tigertown. I just had to raid a bar Uptown in New Orleans. And I prefer not to do that. If you, you know, if I can get them on board with just doing sure, what they need to do. Sure, but if there's problems out there, it's 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 your responsibility to make sure that there's a safe marketplace. That's that's the whole purpose. I mean, is you're regulating businesses to make sure that right. the public safety and, and the health and welfare of the, of the public is protected. Um, that's great. I'm sure at times you obviously probably feel like in your agency that you're just herding cats. I mean, it's always putting out fires. <laughs> That's a good description. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I know how wild it can be, especially from market to market. I mean, every market is different. Monroe's different than Thibodeau and Homa, and Thibodeau and Homa's different than Alec. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a state that's definitely the melting pot. Right, so it makes it hard, like I said, for consistency. But I try my best to make sure that I'm consistent. 
I try my best to make sure that you know I'm consistent in my application of of the laws and the rules and I don't want to treat one area of you know the state differently than another area and I think the industry obviously sees that too I think it's been extremely uh, exciting to see that the businesses have been so welcoming to you all and, and attending these meetings that you're inviting them to so, so they can learn Right. Nobody's going to walk into this industry and know all the rules of the industry. So speaking of, technology is starting to play a huge part in, in every industry, uh, even our industry. And there's, there's uh, I know there was a, a recent report uh, on the Today Show about delivery of alcohol. And um, I know that there's some rules and regulations that we have in place uh, with respect to getting alcohol from the wine country that you can't get from retailers in Louisiana. But, you know, that with schools starting back up, I know there's a lot of attention that's brought to this issue. Uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit about the technologies and the, and the delivery systems and what, what's some of the things that they're trying to do out there and the, maybe regulations that, that it, it's, it's, it becomes pretty difficult? A discussion. Correct. Technology um, is definitely becoming a challenge because we have a couple different things going on. One is the only people that are allowed to ship alcohol into the state of Louisiana are wineries. It's We only have one provision in the law that allows for shipping in, and that is through the direct shipment law. But with technology being the way it is, and everyone wants the best price, we are finding and having to crack down on services that are shipping spirits into the state, um, which is not legal by any stretch right. of the imagination. And then we've got the issue of everybody wants convenience now. So they want to go through Uber Eats and, and Waiter and, and some of the other big groups to have their food delivered. And they want to say, well, why can't I get my, you know, my margarita delivered with my with my my fajitas and right. I'm like uh, because that's not again it's not legal and the biggest issue for me is enforcement on alcohol delivery it's going to be so hard to enforce it and as the the uh, the today show showed if you're not enforcing it, it's so easy we have an, enough issues with underage drinking it's so easy for minors to get it if they're not really checking the IDs at the door and so the face-to-face -face transaction is is important I mean for the purposes of checking right. the IDs right I mean that's that's one of the things that the responsible vendor spends a lot of time correct making sure that that they, they're doing that and if we don't have a responsible vendor candidate or certified um, participant uh, out there doing that, that there's always danger in that right because if you got a delivery driver whose job is strictly to make the delivery they're not vested or interested in, in they just, my job is to make this right. delivery I made the delivery and then you know it's really easy to fall then into the hands of minors and so if it, it's probably going to go to the legislature but you know when it does if it's if it's approved then I'm going to have to come up with some serious rules on how to regulate and control this um, but my stance now is there's nothing in Louisiana law right now that allows for delivery right. of alcohol so I've been very consistent telling restaurants telling waiter telling package stores you cannot deliver alcohol you know it's funny <laughs> we're Louisiana we are and and we have uh, more access to alcohol than any other state I mean we have more retailers per capita than any other state you can go to convenience stores and you can get beer liquor and wine uh there's something 
lot of states out there that if you want liquor, you have to go to a state store. Correct. Uh, or, or they don't have wine in grocery stores. They only have beer. So, I mean, we have more access and more convenience. Typically, you can go within two miles of your house anywhere and get and get these and get any of these products. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And I know that there is obviously some public safety concerns, and uh, I know that the industry is going to support you and and uh, we'll work together with you. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us? What's going on at ATC or what we should expect in well, the future? Oh, the only other thing, then the new thing is uh, we did pass a rule that allows for online grocery pickup. Again, because right. it was done by rule, I felt that I could put some safeguards in place, which I have. Um, there's certain delivery time, I mean, there's certain times right. that you can pick up alcohol. Sure. You can pick up your groceries anytime, but the alcohol, certain times of the day. Um, there are price limits to avoid right. the teenagers coming through and buying a six pack. The order has to be over a certain amount before you can put alcohol in a basket. And there's still the face to face transaction. And there's right? still and a face to face transaction. And then I did something that I'm not sure that the industry was that thrilled with, but it makes sense. It protects them, it protects the public safety, which is that they actually have to use the little scanner to swipe sure. the ID. So that way you don't have the issue Full of proof. somebody coming up in the dark looking and trying to read the date of birth. You're swiping it. Your scanner will read it for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a little bit more upfront expense, but I think at the end, in the long run, it'll be safer for everybody that way. So in Louisiana, would they refer to that as making alcohol? Since you, when you go pick up your groceries, we call it making groceries. And I guess it would be specifically to no, New Orleans. No, Louisiana, Louisiana making alcohol. Is totally <laughs> we make. I'm going to making groceries, and now I'm going to be making alcohol. No, in Louisiana, we definitely make. There, there's definitely some making alcohol going on, but it's, it's not the grocery store. Commissioner, thank you so much for being with us here today, and uh, I want to give you a little plug. Uh, if you, your your website is very well done, there's lots of information information for industry members um, and the address to that uh, site is atc.gov atc.la.gov and I go to it often there's lots of resources lots of opinions that will help you answer questions and frequently asked questions uh, applications the applications that you have for all the permits whether it be retail special events correct uh, are, are very well done and, and the instructions are all great it walks you right through it so congratulations to you and all your success and, and we look forward to continue to working with you uh, and, and if there's anything that you ever do want to come back for and share, we'd love to have you back. Great. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Commissioner. I want to thank Commissioner Lombard for being with us today. We have some exciting content coming up on the Beer We Go podcast. Be sure to subscribe and catch new episodes. Until then, remember, moderation and celebration go hand in hand. Hey.